Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast or the AGT SDP as no one calls it. And what a podcast we've got coming your way. And it begins of course with uh, what some people regard as the greatest show not just on TalkSport but on national radio. And that's the sport. The Hetzel. Oh my goodness. The Andy Goldstein sports bar. <gasps> Nearly forgot my name there. Terrible. Yes, of course, it was a busy night in the Champions League with Spurs and Manchester City both in action. This is how you reacted to stuff that you saw with your own eyes. Spurs are into the last 16 of the Champions League. Overall, Jose will be thrilled. It finished here. Tottenham 4, Olympiacos 2. To go in at half time, one goal behind, there was a massive slice, slice of luck. That's what I've said. Come on, Chubbs. No, no, no. You, you come on. It wasn't, it wasn't a slice of luck, right? What was, was it then? Like, like, like you were saying, Van Dijk wouldn't do that. No. He's a defender. He was meant to clear the ball, right? He missed the ball. We scored. So, 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 so what's the luck? Chubby, if you can't see... He, he messed up. <laughs> yes, I know. There's your luck. He messed up. No, no, Jason. Let me tell you what... Chubby, luck. Chubby, you, you could have no, cleared no, that. No, no, no. Chubby, would you, you have cleared that? Sorry? Would you have cleared that ball? Would it come across? Who do you play for a team, Chubbs? No, no, I don't. Did you play football as a kid? Yes, I did. Would you have cleared that? I might, I might have, I might, I, I can't tell you. Would, no, Chubby, would you have cleared that? Yes. And no. No, 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 Jason, 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 come on. So, right. so you're, you're, you're saying that you're a better, Chubby is better than as a the, kid. As a kid. Chubby the kid is better than the Olympiacos defender. Exactly. See, see, that's all and, that's, and that's Chubbs, what I'm saying. Chubbs, that's all I'm saying. Come on, Chubbs. Come on, run with me on this one. <laughs> no, no, Jason. Jason, seriously. Seriously, you've got to stop this, man. You've got to stop Chubby this. the kid is a better defender. An, eight, was... an eight-year-old Chubby. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon they went back in their dressing room tonight and go, what are you doing? An eight-year-old Chubby would have cleared that. Do you reckon that's what they said? That's all I've said, Chubbs. Oh, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, no, give, give us a break. We, we, uh, he's been there for like two weeks. And, and then I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying with the defending thing. right? But even like player like Oriel, he, he's looking great. So, 
Chubby, let me ask you this. Chubby, on a serious note, were they lucky that that defender didn't clear it? Bearing in mind an eight-year-old Chubby would have. Were they, were they lucky? At least give me that. Were they lucky? No, there wasn't. They weren't because, lucky. Let me, tell, let me tell you what luck is, right? Okay. Jason playing for Chelsea and Tottenham. That was lucky. <laughs> what did you tell to the players in the halftime because the attitude of the team was better, much better in the second 45 minutes? I think if you wait a few months and you, you buy the Amazon movie, you, you, will, you will get it. There you go. Words coming out of people's mouths. Incredible stuff. On now to the Jim and Natalie show or the White and Sawyer show or the mid-morning show or a show that hours-wise would be absolutely perfect for me. Anyway, Jim White and Natalie had the Aston Villa CEO or the Central European Operator as it's more commonly known. Christian Perslow was on the show talking about Jack Grealish. He has to be patient. You know, uh, Gareth Southgate's watched him plenty of times. An English football nut and I've watched Georgie Best, King Kenny, Kevin Keegan, Gazza, all these great players. And I promise you, Jim, uh, my eyes tell me that Jack Grealish is, is a truly great English footballer. And I really hope the rest of the country are going to enjoy watching him as much as I have for the last 13 months. He is a brilliant talent and uh, I feel privileged to be able to watch him every week. We do have a number of wonderful players. You know, this window, our centre-forward Wesley and Dougie Luis, our central midfield player, got their first caps for Brazil. John McGinn's ripping it up for Scotland, as you well know, Jim. Tyrone's recently been called up by England. I think most people watching expect Jack to be in the England setup soon, and while in Holland. So we have a team of young players with great international futures ahead of them. And that's the most important thing for the financial and footballing health of a club, that you have players that are assets, that are improving all the time and whose values are improving. And yes, that gives you the flexibility summer to summer to look at those players and sometimes sell players and then go again. Time now to check in for the first time on this podcast with the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. Let me just check if Alan was actually in. Yes, he was. He was in. Okay, fantastic stuff. Uh, They had Tony Cotty, the West Ham legend, talking about his favourite sweets. This is Tony talking toffees. If you want to steady the ship, I think David Moyes would be a good shout for him. There's no doubt about that. You're just you're getting back in. He knows the club. You know, you, there's not going to be a transitional period. He goes straight back in and settle things down. If they want to be more ambitious, then they'll look at other things. But, you know, I found, I've got to be honest, I found the whole silver appointment strange for me. I mean, they, they really pushed the boat out to get him. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, everyone said he'd done well at Hull, but they got relegated. Everyone said he'd done well at Watford, yeah. but he was only there six months. And, I didn't quite get the real clamour to get him into the football club. You know, I don't know who made that decision, but for me, it was the wrong one. But, you know, I think they're going to have to cut their losses and, and they're going to need to look at getting someone in. But it's the same for, for both my old clubs, West Ham and Everton. It's all right, get rid of the manager, but who do you bring in? You've got to get the right man in because they're both in real trouble now, Al. You look at the table, they're well, both in real trouble. Tony, what about this then? Leicester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, Everton's wow. next five. Oh, no. I oh, know it's a horrendous run, isn't it? You know, but, but the, the one thing you can say is, in theory, the player should be up for games like that. In theory, you know, yeah. if you're playing against the so-called lesser teams, you know, do the players get up for it naturally? You know, if you're playing, you're playing against. Oh, listen, I've seen a lot of Leicester this year. They're another one of my old club. They have been fantastic, and they will tear Everton to pieces. They turn up like they did at the weekend. Leicester will beat them nine nil because they are flying. So they've got to be on the game. They've then got the, the Merseyside derby and then other tough games after that. So 
I think they need to make a decision. They need a response from the players. I don't think they're going to get that if they keep the manager in charge at the moment. Oh, Tony, you're talking about it, uh, uh, getting a response from the players. That's one thing. But we all said the one thing that guarantees you a, a manager losing his job is results. The results haven't been good. But also, I don't know where you feel yourself. I just can you can see that the crowd have just totally turned against them as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ali, they're, they're really passionate out there. They love their football. And you know the, the things with both sets of fans, West Ham and Everton fans, they know their football. They're not that you can't kid them. They, they, they turn up, they want a hundred percent effort, and they want the players to play for the manager. And if it's not happening, they'll let the the, the board know. They you know the whole ground. You know, I had a few people went to the game at Goodison on Saturday, and they said it just wasn't good enough. It was a really, really dreadful performance. And you know, I, I think Mashiri um, and Bill Kemright will be together, and they'll be looking at their options. And you know, the, if the players aren't playing for the manager, then there's no point in, in prolonging it. You know, just make the change, you know, swallow your pride, and get on with it, and put someone else in charge. On now to Hawksby and Jacobs, or the Bert and Ernie of TalkSport, and that's not to do with their comedy timing, but only because when they leave TalkSport Towers, they, of course, go to the same flat and sleep together. In a non-sexual way, because they're just puppets. Bert and Ernie, I don't mean Paul and Andy. Anyway, enough digging. This is them. Now, last week, Andy, you were claiming that in the uh, the game, the uh, which game was it? The Kosovo commentary game. At one point, mm. Clive Tildesley <laughs> had been called Brian by Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should have told you this Friday, but I completely forgot. But let me clear it up now. Talksport listener Mark Carter was in Glenn's company ah, uh, on okay. Thursday evening. Right. And he had a chat with him, and uh, Mark says, Paul, I can confirm from speaking to Glenn that Clive Tilsley's nickname is not Brian. He's got no <laughs> idea what he said, but admitted it did sound like Brian. <laughs> okay. But it enough. wasn't Brian, and he's no. never called him Brian. I, so, I had a feeling Glenn didn't really realise. It wasn't clearly Brian. It was just... <laughs> It's the noise of the word Brian without it being Brian. The noise of the word Brian. Okay, that will make sense. The sound of word Brian. You see, the Vatican City, this is an interesting statistic. In the day, the Vatican City drinks more wine than anywhere else in the world with 105 bottles consumed. There's Each. a reason for that, Andy. Well, well because it? it's 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 you know what, the communal wine. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you're going to get through up, it, aren't you? They're not going to knock back the whole bottle of communal. Each, no, but each if, person, 105 <clears throat> bottles of communal wine a year. E- you're saying each person has 105 bottles of wine. 105 bottles consumed each person each mm. year. Wow. And, and Alan, he has applied to get a job on Vatican Radio with Cardinal McCoy. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Cardinal McCoy here, and through through until ten. And I, this is a good drop alley don't you think <laughs> 104th bottle today <laughs> i'm sure about these biscuits yeah <laughs> <Move on. laughs> back now to alan brazil who of course had the first book signing day for talksport at stratford westfield earlier on what was now yesterday actually so if you did turn up to see big al and get his name scribbled across your brand new talksport book and he didn't turn up well it's your own fault for going and not looking in the local witherspoons you would have found him there lying on the floor Telling people he used to play for Manchester United or something. Anyway, this is Alan Brazil talking about Newcastle's Almoron. And uh, let you in for a little secret here. When we actually told Alan Brazil he was waiting on the phone line, Alan thought it was something to do with his indigestion. Anyway, this is Alan talking Almoron. Almoron, right? I was, I was, yeah. I was watching him last night and I, I couldn't believe it. His stats are Almoron has had more shots without scoring than any of the play in the Premier League, 22, and he hasn't scored once. He's still yet to score his first goal, 41 shots, or register his first assist. 22 chances, stick him in goal. <laughs> 
That's murder, isn't it? <coughs> poor lads of money. How can you have stats like that? He couldn't be dangerous with an open razor, man. He just, he's just looking, he's, he just can't get going at all, man. Can he? It's a nightmare for him. I really, <laughs> I really do feel for him. You, did you ever have a, did you ever have a run like that? Never. <laughs> 41 shots. <laughs> 41 shots are red, yet to score. A red league's first assist and 22 chances created. Give us a break. Back now to Jim and Natalie, whose guest was Simon Jordan, ex-husband of Katie Price. Anyway, Simon was talking about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. This is a powerhouse of a football club that, that isn't performing on the pitch. And it having a manager... I don't have any agenda against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer personally. I don't know him. I think he's a very lucky Norwegian to have gotten the job. But you look at it and say, it's a world record shirt sponsorship deal until someone comes along and does it next and Madrid come along and get a bigger one. Yes. But yeah. currently, <laughs> Manchester United are able to demand and command these enormous revenues associated around the club with commerciality at the centre, which is where Ed Woodward and his guys come to the fore. But when you start going down the path of being a decade out of, of winning a, a domestic title, which Manchester United could quite feasibly be in, in, in the eye of, because they won't win the league this year, which will mean 70% of a decade has gone since they've, since they've won the league. You will eventually, it will land, it will land. Man United were a huge pull in the 70s, but they didn't have quite the, the resonance that they could have had if they were successful in the 70s. Of course, commercially now, football has gone on to a whole different level and they are able, because of their back catalogue mm. and the reputation and value of Man United, to be able to command and demand these deals. But if that back catalogue continues to be diminished by a lack of achievement on a pitch with a B-rate manager managing an iconic brand then it will land. It will land. and It may not be this year or the year after or the following year, but eventually it will land and the other clubs will be the ones that are getting the world record shirt deals because Man United will lose its luster. It will happen in the end if they continue to patronise a a sort of la-la land thinking around a B-rate manager. You're Sorry. not having him, are you? I'm, no, I'm, I just think that... If, if, if you, all this influence, all this power, all this money... All this gravitas, all this cachet, and the best thing you can pull out is a substitute that played for your team as your first manager. That's your solution. I know you've had Mourinho, I know you've had Louis van Gaal, but your blueprint is to to bring somebody in that's managed Mulder and Cardiff to get you out of the cart that you've been in for six years. I, 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 I It astounds me. Time now to check in for the first time on this podcast with the ginger fella from Jive. Although if you spoke to him, he'd probably say, it's not ginger, it's strawberry blonde. And when you agreed it was strawberry blonde, he'd go, no, it's not blonde at all, it's red. And then you go, I just said it. And then you go, no, it's not red, it's white. And you go, you haven't got white. And he go, I know that, it's blue. And you just go literally through every single colour in the rainbow until you just gave up. Anyway, this is Aid talking VAR. Do you think I'm sick of VAR? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm absolutely sick of it. And there was another example of why I'm sick of it from last night. It's an absolute disgrace. And that is El Ghazi scores a goal, perfectly good goal, but turns around to look at the linesman. Now, in the old days, you turn around and look at the linesman. If the flag is down, you celebrate your goal. He turned around, looked at the linesman, no flag, but he still didn't celebrate because he knew the VAR was looking at it and he thought he might be offside. So he's telling his teammates, you see him telling his teammates, I don't know, and he's calming them down. He's not even celebrating his own goal. Can we not see how bad this is for football? Can you see it? Can you see where I'm coming from? 
It's not good for football. No, your opinion. Go on. No, I'm asking you. Oh, I'm listening to I you. I want your opinion. Um, yeah, listen, I, I was a massive fan of VAR, I'll be honest with you, at the start of the season. Yeah, Were you I was, really? I, yep, I was at the start okay. um, because I think you've got to try and get 100% the right decision. But I totally understand where people are coming from now. It's, it's causing that delay. But there is a positive on it as well. As I said, the goal at the weekend for Sheffield United, the fans got two stabs at it. So they cheered. Then it went like, oh, no. Oh no! What's going to happen here? And then cheer again. So you know what I mean? They got they got two moments of absolutely going through the roof. Yeah, I think the uh, negatives outweigh that. Paul Hawksby here, and you're listening to Talksport Daily. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Back now to Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. And alongside them was producer Joe being very outspoken about Leeds and Bielsa. As a fan of a club, uh, I support Millwall. If my manager was coming out and, and, and praising an opposition manager like this ahead of a big game, what sort of message does that send? Why are we blowing smoke uh, up the behind of Bielsa all the time? He's a good manager, yeah, great. But what sort of message is Mark Bowen sending to his players ahead of that game tonight. It's a huge game. Does he want his players to be in awe of, of Bielsa and Leeds and the way they play? He shouldn't, you know, you can have a quiet respect. You can shake hands on the touchline and you can have a little drink after with Bielsa if you want. But why is everyone fawning all over him all the time? It's just, it's for me, it's weak management. You come out and you talk about your team and stop, you know, praising Leeds United and Bielsa all the time. They're all doing it. All of them, they're in awe of, of Bielsa and Leeds. And, and if you keep doing it, they're going to keep beating you. So I'm just saying, as a fan of football and a football club that, I, that take on Leeds United, I don't want to hear my manager come out and fawn all over Bielsa. I think it's weak. 
I don't think anyone's going to pay the blindest bit of attention to it, to be quite honest. I mean, what do you expect him to say? I can't stand Bielsa. When he don't gets here, I'm it. going to give him a piece of my mind. No, I just mean, just back back the question and say, I'd, I'd rather concentrate on my team and uh, not Leeds United. I think it's just been courteous. Yeah, I do too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I had Mark Boeing as assistant manager at Palace, so I know I like what he is, so I'm not surprised he said it. <laughs> but, but notwithstanding it, I think there's an element of, there's a lack of respect in this game. There's a lack of appreciation of people's uh, acumen or talent. There's too much derision. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I do, I do get a bit tired of everyone going on this big campaign of A, they admire Bielsa, and B, they all look up to his standards and so on and so forth. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. It got knocked out in the playoff semi final and stole defeat from the jaws of victory last year against Derby. You know, so with the best will in the world. He ain't achieved anything in this country yet. So whilst you admire him and you respect him and you downplay it, I'm half in your camp and half against it. I just I think it sends a wrong message to your players who are going to go out there tonight thinking but that they, Leeds are the better side, that he's the better manager, that we're going to, that it goes out with a losing mentality. Don't start talking about how good other people are. You talk about yourself. And if you ask the question about how good you think Bielsa is, say, I respect him. I don't really want to talk about him, though. I want to talk about my team. I want to focus on my team. Sends out a poor message to the players. Alioski looks for Costa. Caught on his heel slightly, but he gets the ball into the area. Far post! It's in! It's Jack Harrison, who looks to have won it for Leeds United! And from Jim and Natalie, we can head back to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And they had promoter Frank Warren on. Talking about Wilder v Fury 2. Incidentally, that's a DVD I lent Jason Cundy years ago. I've still not got it back. It's like all punches. There's a day comes when someone can take the punch or they don't or they can't get the punch in and they get out box. You know, in fine yeah, you know, is a, is a is a you know, he's old an old guy, but he's a good campaigner and he was out boxing. And with Tyson, he's now finding somebody who's absolutely match fit. Vegas is looks like the the favourite site for it, but that'll yep. be decided in the next week or so. Frank, I was I was looking for damage to the eye and I couldn't see much. Is that all clear? It's gone now. It's healed up well. It's it's healing up, and uh, obviously it'll be much much better by the time he gets around to the twenty second. He's he's in great form with him now. There's nothing. I don't think Deontay Wilder can change anything in what he does. Yeah. All he, you know, he's a big puncher. He won't be able to take the fight to him. But Tyson has various various uh, game plans, and I just think his composure, the way he'll, the way, the way he fights. I think it, I believe he'll take him to school this time. And that's nearly up the podcast. But fear not, my podcast loving friends, because we start and we end with the best bits of the sports bar. I don't know what bits these are because I'm recording this before the show. But I'm pretty confident we'll have some lunatics on when the clock strikes midnight. So these are the best bits from the Sports Bar. Enjoy. Hello, who's that? Uh, it's Josh. Josh. I hope you're better than now, yeah. Josh. Oh, yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool, Josh. What you got for us? Right. Got a, got a quick question for you. Okay. So I've got a uh, family friend who works for ITV. Yeah. And what they kind of do is take the uh, TV show ideas that people send in yeah. and trial them out, you know, like the pilot. Yeah. And they got one idea that was man versus fly. So basically, it's like a Z-list celebrity put in a room with a fly and see how long it takes them to catch it. <laughs> That's amazing. Sign us both up for that, so, Josh. Get us involved. <laughs> so Z-list I've, got, I've got kind of two questions. Yeah. Right. Do you think, how long do you think it would take you guys to catch the fly? Can I, I let and me also, ask you a question back, hold on. Have I got any, does the fly need to be alive and have I got a newspaper? <laughs> I was at the end. No, it's just, I think it was just your bare hands. 
in a six by six room with a fly. Okay. God, dear, I tell, I'm not so sure I'd be able to catch it. You know, I would do that because it'd rest on a wall when you. Yeah, I know, but they, they've. I mean, they've got how many eyes have flies got? They've got about. They've got you twelve. They, <laughs> they've got loads of eyes, haven't they? They've got loads. They have got loads of eyes. They've got eyes at the back of their head, literally. Okay. Do flies take off backwards? Right, Josh. What's your What's your second question, Josh? Um, just have you had any other like? terrible partridge-esque ideas for TV shows like Man vs. Fly. Um, Do you know what? Can I just... I just, have had just one. With I have the, had one. Just with the idea there, Josh, I'm scared of moths. Well, there you go, another podcast. Now, I said right at the beginning it was a good one, and I was not wrong, so he's pointless even suing me. So if you're looking through the yellow pages now, no one even looks through yet. Do they even make a yellow pages? Surely it's all Googled now, isn't it? Anyway, enough about that. I'm talking nonsense. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Very kind of you. Press subscribe, and you don't have to remember to do it. If you haven't done it yet, then there's something wrong with you, and you need to seek medical help, because I've told you about a thousand times now. So just do it. Do it now while I'm waiting. Just do it now. Do it now. Do, do it now. Come on. No, no, no. Leave the ringing phone. Just... Forget the baby crying. Come, no, I know there's someone at the door. Just, there you go. Good work, everyone. Good work. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.